the okay, hair the hair was irritating, but she had a great rack. And yes, uh, I'm a pig. Radio Drome. Welcome to a Halloween episode of Radio Drome. We've done tons of these before. I don't even... Christ, we're on our, like, eighth season, something like that. So, we're going to do something a little different, but I'm here. Cecil's here, barely. I am sort of here. He's ghosting it. Peter is running late, so he says he'll pop in later, so we'll see about that. So maybe Peter, maybe not. If you guys want to help out the show, go to adamandeve.com. Use the promo code DROME, D-R-O-M-E, and you will get 50% off of a single item, three free DVDs, a free sex swing, and free U.S. shipping. All for using the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. We've, we've talked about the Halloween franchise, Halloween, you know, time movies. One thing we've never really talked about a lot is Halloween television. This can be television specials, TV movies, or you know how damn near every show has a Halloween episode at some point. When you think of like a Halloween, Halloween TV, what do you think of? I either think of the Simpsons Treehouse of Terror episodes. Treehouse of Horror, or, yep. Yeah, Treehouse of Horror. Or um, Mr. Boogity. Boogity, boogity, boo. John Ashton. That, uh, yeah, it's it's so, like, I remember really, like, I saw that when I was young, and it's it's so corny watching it now. It's actually really hard to come by, because they never really got, like, I think it got released on, like, VHS, and that was about it. It's uh, it's fun. I like a, a wide variety of, uh, of of Halloween specials. I know uh, I know some of the ones you're already going to talk about, so that's why I didn't really touch on them. So Well, you have different types of Halloween specials. Let's just leave out episodes of TV shows for right now and just actual Halloween specials. Sometimes you just have what's meant as like a one-shot. I, I remember, I think it was 84, maybe it was 85, Vincent Price's Halloween Thriller special. It was Vincent Price hosting horror-themed music videos, and it was a syndicated special. I personally love that kind of thing. You don't really see that anymore, do you? No. Well, that's because we don't really have... Well, syndication horror... doesn't really exist anymore, but... Well, syndication doesn't really exist anymore, but we also don't really have that, that horror host. Like, probably the closest thing would be Joe Bob, and he's really... He's really just kind of recently come back to do it. I mean, he, you know, he would have, I'm sure he would have continued doing that if that was possible, but, uh, it, you know, he really just came back recently with the shutter thing. I think that that's really largely why you don't see that quite as much anymore. Well, you do, you do see the Halloween specials sometimes. I, I, I tried to stop my girlfriend. She insisted. She was flipping through Netflix or Hulu the other day. She saw the Rocky Horror Picture remake. Oh. Remember that was a Halloween special in 2016. Well, it was, wasn't it? Wasn't it like the? Wasn't it like the Glee kid? No, 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 no. Glee also did one in 2010. Oh, but no, th oh, this okay. was something totally different. This was a straight remake made for Fox. It aired like the week of Halloween. It might have aired on Halloween. I don't remember. This was billed as a big Halloween event. Oh my God, dude! I'm I'm not kidding. This thing was so hard to sit through. After the fact, my girlfriend had to go because ro the original Rocky Horror is not on any of the streaming services. She went to YouTube and watched almost all the songs from the original quote as a palate cleanser from this thing. <laughs> well, didn't they have like a girl play Frankenfurter? A trans play Frankenfurter, oh, okay. which also misses the point. The whole point of Frankenfurter is he has a penis and he yeah. wants to be a woman. To have a trans person, it totally misses the point. But that that's not what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, it's that's, just, a, that's a whole It's so tone thing. deaf. But I remember that was a Halloween special, or 1993. I, I don't know if it was made for Cartoon Network, but I know it aired on Cartoon Network. Remember Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree? No. 
Oh, that was so good. It was a, I think, Hanna-Barbera animation. Really good animation. Leonard Nimoy is the, quote, villain. He's not totally villain. Gorgeous animated Halloween special where these kids go through various time periods with, with Leonard Nimoy as Mr. Moundshroud to rescue their friend's soul from the pumpkin tree. Narrated by Ray Bradbury based on his story. Amazing. Just the mood, the atmosphere, and the fact that it's educational and you don't even realize it. That's how you do an educational special, you know? I'll have to check that out. That sounds really cool. Can't believe you've never seen Halloween Tree. No, I never have. How about uh, Crybaby Lane, the movie that it premiered on Halloween on like their Nickelodeon, I, I forget whatever they called it. It was they, like Nickoween got, or something? Yeah, yeah, Nick, Nick or Treat, I think. But anyway, regardless, they played that and they only ever aired it at the time. They only ever aired it once because they got so many complaints about it because it was uh, totally it, it's not that bad but it's i think it's a little a little harder for um you know a, a Nickelodeon special cuz there was like a you know murder and and kids being buried and stuff and and they um they managed to i think about maybe 2 3 years ago because of like somebody found it they had it recorded on VHS and they put it on like Reddit or something and it got like you know a lot of people watching it a lot of people talking about it Nickelodeon recovered it and they were doing like a one night only special where they played it again but they put like 10 tons of warnings and i think they played it later and everything you know, it's it's neat. It's it's not that it's particularly good. It's just that it's it's something unique to see on something like Nickelodeon. Uh, I know you're too young for this, but some of our older listeners might remember back in the 80s when Elvira was she wasn't even at her peak yet. She was still rising. MTV would give her Halloween specials. In 1984, she had a six-hour Halloween special where she would show spooky music videos, and in the middle, and again, people complain, oh, MTV's not playing music videos. This is a new thing she showed night of the living dead on halloween night 1984 for two hours oh wow on mtv was it i think it was either mtv or fox they had julie brown the the white julie brown not downtown julie brown did a Halloween special where she played a lot of like, you know, she played Thriller and, you know, all like the, the, the hunt, you know, the spooky music videos and stuff. I think that was only like a two hour block or something, but they used to, I remember they replayed that like every year for a while. Well, the, the Elvira thing was cool. Cause she, she had like weird guests, like John Carradine showed up to read a pumpkin story, which of course had a twist ending. Cause it's Elvira. She had sketches. Like I said, she showed night of the living dead. And then I don't know why in 19, 19- she didn't have a Halloween special on MTV, but then in 1986 she had a four-hour Halloween special on MTV. I huh. really miss that kind of thing. Because now on Halloween, you, you go to, you know, MTV2 or anything like that that still shows videos. It's just normal day. They don't do anything special anymore. Halloween, it's it's weird because, like, it's, uh you have people that, like, you know, go nuts for it. But then, like, Christmas is really kind of taking over. Like, at uh, the, at the, we go to this one store, to, you know, with this one grocery store. At the beginning of the month, they had this giant, like, one of those giant inflatable dragons or like a big pumpkin and stuff then about the middle of the month they were still there but behind them was an inflatable snowman and an inflatable santa claus and we just went grocery shopping yesterday all the halloween stuff is gone and now all the christmas stuff is up and it's like it's not even halloween <laughs> like, when what are you do it last halloween my, my girlfriend and i met on halloween so that's our anniversary so last halloween we just you know just a lazy day we went to the mall we're just hanging around on halloween halloween day middle of the day every shop was already taking down the halloween decorations and putting up the christmas decorations at the mall i was like you've got to be kidding me yeah i i can't like this is what's killing me like i i like i love christmas but i am very much of the mindset of you're diluting it it's like halloween is october thanksgiving is november and and i'll even give you from black friday on Go nuts with your Christmas stuff. Like, cause that's even, you know, dipping into November. So fine. Thanksgiving's over. Let Halloween have its thing. Thanksgiving be its thing. And then let Christmas be its thing. Like, don't start it so early because then it's like, it's not, it's not special anymore. Like, it's really, Christmas is all about selling shit. It's all about marketing and that. And I understand that. That's fine. I've come to, I've come to peace with that a long time ago, but don't make it so obvious. 
that it's all you care about. You know, and, and this whole thing of, well, there's lots of people that want to celebrate early. Well, too bad. Tell them they can wait. You know, wait and, you know, they can buy the same shit in, you know, in, in a month's time. Let's get off of the Christmas yes. you know, so, thing. Yeah. Okay, let's leave adult-oriented Halloween specials out for right now. Let's look at some of the ones we grew up with as kids. Like, do you remember Bugs Bunny's Halloween special? Yes. And now, I, I get it. There's not a lot of new footage in it. I happen to like the way this one was edited. I think the way they used the footage. I just watched it again a few days ago. I have a really soft spot for Bugs Bunny's Halloween special. Yeah, I mean, all the the, the Bugs Bunny stuff is just always funny, and uh, they they did it in a, in a kind of pseudo spooky way that you know it'll, it's it's good enough to scare little kids, but still you know entertaining for like adults to sit there and watch with them. And, and Bugs Bunny is always good. I don't you know that's something where they really nailed it as far as being good for kids and being good for adults. So yeah, I, I love that one. What about Garfield's Halloween Adventure? I remember watching that with my son when he was little in the nineties. We had a VHS of it because remember after about nineteen eighty nine they stopped showing this. Otherwise you know for like four or five years Garfield. Field's Halloween Adventure was a staple every year CBS would show it. Then it just sort of vanished until a few years ago. I remember watching this again with my son and going, this is actually a little creepy for kids. This one it has a, it's actually kind of scary at the end when the ghosts are coming around. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit spooky. I mean, they, but that's the thing. They managed to be able to do that back then. And I think everybody wasn't such a gigantic baby, so they were able to get away with it. Like now they would do that and there would be a letter writing campaign and, you know, calling for people to be fired. And yeah, I think that, uh, you know, that one was fine. Uh, what was the, oh, well, the, well, there's the peanuts. One. I was, I, I was going to bring up it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. They stopped airing that one because they wanted to sell VHSs. So that was the thing that I kind of was annoyed with where is every year they would run that on TV and then they would, they, they'd stop because they wanted to, they thought they'd make more money that way. And I, I rewatched It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown again eh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, okay, this is 1966, and, and I don't find anything, there's nothing offensive in this. But could you see the social justice warriors analyzing this now? Linus would be, you know, a borderline Asperger's with his belief in the Great Pumpkin. Lucy would be have to be social justice warriored out of the special because she's such a bully and all this. I, I just, I'm like, man... If you tried to make the same special today, SJWs would tear it apart. Well, they would tear everything apart. Buy a poo. Nothing's good. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, nothing's good. Nothing's good enough anymore. Do you, do you remember Halloween that almost wasn't? The name's You, you, you might have it? seen this under, sometimes it's shown as the night Dracula saved Halloween, but it's the same thing. Oh, it's- is is this isn't this the one with um with what's his name the guy from Mash Taxi from Taxi you're right yeah right, we're, we're, okay. he's, he, yeah Jud, it was Judd Judd Hirsch Judd Hirsch is Dracula yeah like I said different people have seen this under different titles but it's this I saw it as the Halloween that almost wasn't right right yeah it was it was Judd Hirsch yeah I actually I had seen it and then forgot about it and then I think last year they put it on Rift Tracks and I was like oh my god I remember this so so yeah I totally remember it but yeah I, I was mixing up characters but yeah it was Judd Hirsch. It's it's, uh, it's so corny. And they, I think they – didn't they make a sequel to it? I think they did. I can't remember the title off the top of my head, but I think they did. But anyway, but yeah, it was – but I mean, yeah, Judd Hirsch is as Dracula and, uh, you know, it's corny, but it's it's fun. Well, how about the Fat Albert Halloween special? This used to be a staple, and, and I'm not talking about – with what I'm about to say, I'm not talking about Bill Cosby being a rapist. I remember when this one required an edit by the time it got to the 80s, because this was made in 1977. Because remember, part of the special is the kids go into that stranger's house and just take food from them, which is kind of ironic in you know, retrospect to Bill Cosby. They had to add extra voiceover by the 80s about how that's a dangerous thing and you need to know people before you take things from them. And it, it, that was just sort of a... Uh, Oh, it's just getting darker out there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a um. Oh God, I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head. There was a thing about the you know getting you know the can the you know, getting candy with razor blades in it and all that stuff. Like, there's all this proof that like that was a complete fabricated myth. There were cases where kids got poisoned from Halloween candy and whatnot, but they all were done by the parents. Yeah. Because, like, the parents wanted to get, you know, uh, insurance money. And, and so, like, the whole randos poisoning kids at Halloween was all just, like, uh, it was it was either a myth or it was, like, modified. It's just, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's still, it still, it just sucks. 
But uh, it, it kind of also sucks that they had to, like, throw that in there. What about, have you ever seen Bonicula, the Vampire Rabbit from 1982? Yes, uh, actually, I had never seen it originally, but we were, uh, one night, uh, a couple weeks ago, my wife and I were sitting around, we, we actually had an evening where we had nothing to do, and we were, um, flipping channels, uh, we were on, uh, and saw that there was Benicula, and I was like, oh my god, like, she, well, she, like, flipped out, and we went and watched it, and it was, like, a new, made for Disney, I think, Yeah, it's actually a TV series now, but I'm talking the original 1982 Halloween special. But that's what I'm saying, we watched that, and, cause, and we're like, oh, this sucks. And so we went and, you know, tracked out the, you know, went tracked down the original. And we're like, yes, this is where it's at, you know. So, yeah, so much better. The TV series was, they didn't even, like, we watched, like, three episodes, and it didn't even focus on the freaking Bonicula. It focused on, like, all the other characters. I'm like, this is terrible. Do you remember? Now, the real Ghostbusters cartoon had lots of Halloween episodes, you know, in their regular seasons, but do you remember their primetime 1989 Halloween special, The Halloween Door? Oh, yeah. I remember that was the real Ghostbusters on CBS in primetime? Yes? Halloween special? This is amazing! Yeah, it was like, oh, I'm gonna sit here and watch. This is great. Love the real Ghostbusters. Pers- yeah, personally, that was terrific. Personally, I actually think the regular episode from 86, that when, ha- when Halloween was forever, was better, because you tell me, as a kid, Sam Hain was not scary as f*** as a villain. Yeah, very, very creepy. There was a Pac-Man Halloween special from the Pac-Man cartoon. Who remembers that? Oh. <laughs> I remember watching that in 1982. Yes, uh, I don't. I don't think I saw it in '82, but I think I saw it like years later, you know, on on something. This one, I, I don't even know if I want to consider this children's. Do you remember the the those two Far Side specials, Tales from the Far Side and More Tales from the Far Side, that aired in Halloween 1994 on CBS? These were they were billed as children's specials because you remember back then animated means children, and you're like, man, there are suicide jokes, there's child murder jokes. It's like these. These are not children's specials, guys. No, I, I don't think I ever saw those, actually. They're, they're, um. they're quite good. Weirdly enough, because, you know, the Far Side comics were, were known for some of the witty wordplay and the puns and that, these were almost, almost completely silent. I, I don't mean silent as in quiet, I mean no dialogue. There's extremely little dialogue, so it's almost all visual humor, and some of it's really dark. The few lines of dialogue, like, it opens with this panoramic shot around the town that whatever Far Side would be in, and it shows a guy all you see is an open window with a gun, a hand holding a gun hanging over it. The gun is smoking. The parrot, the parrot is standing behind him, going, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" And you're like, "Yes, children's special. That's a freaking suicide joke." Yeah. How about Butt Oween, the Beavis and Butthead Halloween? I remember that. I don't remember what year that was, but I do remember watching that. I remember that one was where I started to get irritated with Beavis and Butthead because it was one joke for the whole special. It was like, oh, really? Stop. We're just going to do Cornholio for 30 straight minutes. Oh, God. Well, that was because it was Bungholio, Lord of the Harvest. That was uh 1995. Oh, come on. That's, Cornholio's hilarious. Let's go to some adult Halloween specials. Now, this wasn't billed as a Halloween special, but I remember it was 91 or 92. I remember I was in high school still. Fox aired the TV movie The Haunted as their Halloween movie. My God, did this movie scare the living shit out of me. I'm a high schooler, and I was scared from this movie i know you didn't see it till later cecil i saw this first run it terrified me as we we've talked about this on numerous occasions but like when when they went camping and it showed like the house where there's just screaming and shadows and oh my god not just that when they're camping and that that i I mean nowadays it's a bad optical effect but when that optical effect sort of blob is floating over their table oh my god uh jeffrey demun gets raped by a ghost by a ghost, he gets ghost raped. Was it Sally Kellerman was in the kitchen and that optical blob went through the wall and uh yeah, it's just it was really well done. I, I actually like, remember legit well, creepy. No, there's a jump scare in it that's not a traditional jump scare because th- th- remember when they bring the exorcists over and remember people, this is actually supposedly based on a true case. 
of the Smurl family. They bring an exorcist over, and it's only halfway through the movie. So, I mean, logically, we know the ghost isn't gone. But remember, everything's good for a couple of months, and then she's walking down the steps to do the laundry, and the ghost is pissed off. And he just picks her up, and, I mean, all you see, you know, it's probably she was just on a rig, just whips her straight down the steps into the wall, and it's like, oh my god! Like, you gotta understand, that kind of thing was not on TV back then. That kind of thing was like, whoa! Like, what do you, what is this? I can't believe you know? how graphic the Jeffrey DeMunn rape is. I mean, she's on top of him, they actually show her reaching into his pants, pull, I mean, we don't see the penis, but her pulling up and her straddling onto him, and I'm like, this is a TV movie. It's, this is a TV movie that I believe started at like 8pm. Like, so, so that happened, you know, what, maybe 45 minutes in or so. You know, that was still in children's time, so to speak. Yeah, I remember. It's scary. It, it, and it sucks that this movie, to the best of my knowledge, at the date of this recording, does not have a DVD release and never even got a VHS release. It only shows up on pay cable every now and then. In England, at the same time, they had sort of the equivalent, Ghostwatch. Any of our British listeners will, will probably remember Ghostwatch actually scared people to the point where they thought this faux documentary that was supposedly happening live was real. To the point where people were calling the station War of the World style thinking this was really happening and these newscasters were really getting killed on television. That was one I had, um, after I talked about Halloween specials a few, uh, a few years ago, I had people telling me I had to get Ghostwatch. I kept forgetting and I actually have a copy of it, uh, that I got. So I'm going to watch it like this Halloween because I've had so many people telling me they're like, you need to see this. So like, it's so unbelievably good, legitimately scary and like really well done. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to finally seeing it. Lots of TV shows would have Halloween episodes and some became famous for them like Roseanne. I mean, I'm sure you watched Night Court. I don't think they skipped a year for a while where they didn't have a pretty extravagant Halloween episode on Night Court. Yeah, I think every year they had, like, a really decent uh, Halloween special. And and even then, they had ones that could have been. Remember the one where Harry was dating the witch? <laughs> oh, God. Now you do. Oh, now I do, yeah. Oh, I love Night Court. Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side started as a Halloween episode. Tales from the Dark Side's pilot, written by George Romero is called Trick or Treat, and it's set in the 1930s or 40s, I don't remember, and it aired Halloween weekend, 1983, and it beat everything. It beat the networks in syndication. Or or even remember, this is one of the things I always like. You'll remember this, Cecil, especially because you're a Star Trek fan. When a TV series that should not have a Halloween episode does. Remember original series Cat's Paw from 1980 or 1967? It's not an awful episode. It's not one of their best, but it's not an awful episode. But you just kind of go, Star Trek doesn't really fit for Halloween episodes, you know? Now, I actually thought this, the, the coincidental timing in the script is fine. Galactic in 1980 sucked. But I actually kind of liked the night the Cylons landed, where the Cylons finally make it to Earth in 1980, and they crash on Halloween, so nobody thinks they look weird walking down the street. I kind of liked that. That was kind of cool. I saw that in syndication. I only, I think I only saw it once, though. Friday the 13th, the series, they had Halloween in their first season. Which is hilarious, because... I mean, the whole the whole show is kind of one long Halloween episode. Well, but this one was specifically Halloween. Or uh Freddy's Nightmares, Freddy's Tricks and Treats is like the fourth or fifth episode, and it stars a then-unknown Mariska Hargitay in it. I, I remember the, the 21 Jump Street episode, Old Haunts in a New Age. It's actually a really good episode from season four. It, you know, it's a Morgan and Wong script, so it's got a lot of great references and in, in jokes in it. It's the only time 21 Jump Street hinted that the supernatural might be real. Pamela Seagal's character has a psychic connection with a killer. And even though that might seem weird for 21 Jump Street, I remember going, this actually kind of works. Did you ever watch The Fall Guy? Yeah. Oh, I watched uh, The Fall Guy because um, they used to run in syndication uh, Fall Guy and Matt Houston. Well, do you remember like the two? Hall- do you remember the 1984 and 1985 Halloween episodes with Elvira? No, I don't remember those. The first one, the 1984 one, has also got Doug McClure, Orson Bean, and all of the Carradines in it. John, David, Keith, and Robert are all in their Halloween episode. 
All right, I got to track that down. And then the second one, they didn't have the Carradines, but Doug McClure is back and Elvira is back. Now, was it Elvira as Elvira or was it Elvira as uh, Cassandra Peterson? It's a little weird because she's credited as Cassandra Peterson as Elvira, but she's only ever called Elvira in the story and she's playing an actress in movies, but they only refer to her as Elvira. And she plays the ditzy character, so it's... Elvira as Elvira played by Cassandra Peterson, if that makes any sense. Oh, wow. That's, that's meta. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, cause that was the, the weird thing. Cause in the eighties and nineties, Elvira would show up every show around Halloween, you know, the chips episode, she'd show up on chips or Starsky and Hutch or, and Nash bridges and all this. So she was a, a regular staple. And sometimes she would be credited Elvira as herself. And sometimes it was Cassandra Peterson as Elvira. I don't know if that was a contractual thing or, or I don't know what what that was. Do you remember when Fox first came on the air, the original Fox Nine? Yeah, it was um, it was uh, Beans Baxter, Married with Children, Children Twenty One Jump Street, Tracy Ullman, Mister President, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, Werewolf, st- uh, Women in Prison, stuff like that. Do you remember the Beans Baxter Halloween episode back when Fox was a totally new thing, A Nightmare on Bean Street? Hell yeah, because uh, I actually I got because that was never released in any form outside of uh, you know being on there. Uh, I I got uh, VHS rips of it and rewatched it, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so goofy because that whole show is, is well, the whole show is intended to be goofy, but it actually really they went all out for the Halloween feel and tone for that one, didn't they? They did. It's like it's spooky, but it's still silly, and uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I I'm kind of sad that you know Beans Baxter is really like one of the completely forgotten shows. Like that was, uh, I always thought that was a lot of fun and, um, it was, it was different. It was good. I like it. Now, this wasn't billed as a Halloween episode, but remember the definite Halloween episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends where Dracula kidnaps Firestar to make her his bride and the boys have to go to Transylvania and fight the Wolfman and Frankenstein's monster to get her back, you know, like they would on Halloween. <laughs> You don't remember Spider-Man fighting Dracula in the cartoon? No, I I somehow I don't I mean I remember Swarm I remember um the the big electric thing I I don't recall that one at all. Yeah. How did I did they only air that like once? Cuz I used to watch Spider-Man is Amazing Friends like all the time. No, I've seen that one. That's another one that for some reason keeps getting different titles. I mean, it's still Spider-Man is Amazing Friends, but the it's sometimes Dracula's Bride, it's sometimes a different title, but yeah. I remember when they fought Dracula and it was absolutely a Halloween special. It even opens at a Halloween dance. So this was definitely meant as the October episode. Do you remember the, I don't know if you ever watched the old Muppet show, the 70s Muppet show? Now again, these were not billed as Halloween specials, but personally, I really like, I I loved the Vincent Price episode and I adore the Alice Cooper episode. Keep in mind, The Muppet Show was an adult kid show. I mean, one of the subplots throughout the whole thing is Alice Cooper working for Satan, trying to get Fozzie to sell his soul to be funny. What the f***, 70s? I remember that. That was uh, that was one of the... the uh, I remember that, because didn't they have Alice Cooper saying, uh, Welcome to my nightmare? Yeah, it was a very truncated version just due to time constraints. But yeah, he, he did Welcome to my nightmare. And it's actually a pretty cool Muppet version of it, too. Yeah, because they had all, like, Muppet ghosts and yes. stuff. And, yeah, that was really good. I, I just remember that, like I said, being a little adult when you look back at it, you know? Oh, God, yeah. No, they would... You know, I, I we say this time and time again, but they would not get away with that today. Well, and then uh, the Vincent Price ones were always good. You show me anything Vincent Price isn't good in. Oh, God. He's amazing. I, I bought his cookbook. A lot of people don't remember. He was a gourmet chef. Uh, He's a gourmet chef. We're, we're, I'm not exaggerating that. He he traveled around the world because of his job, and he would go to some of the like best restaurants in the world, and he would learn how to make these recipes and he made a, a he did a bunch of cookbooks but he did one specifically where it had all these like world famous recipes in there and it's just hilarious like you see like I'm reading it in Vincent Price's voice I was just going to ask like, you if when you read the recipes do you hear Vincent 
Oh, I absolutely hear Vincent's voice. How can you not? You know, and like there's pictures in it of him like carving a turkey. It's just like, I love this guy so much. And you know what? For him, you expect him to be carving like a jack-o'-lantern face into it. Right. But no, he's just, he's co- like, he's cooking for real with like his wife and stuff. He's like just this beloved guy who's just known for being this like macabre voice. And, uh, but yeah, he's, he's so much, you know, more than that. I, uh, I, you know, he's awesome. And yeah, I mean, just amazing chef as well. Do you remember, I don't know if you ever watched Millennium, the second season Halloween episode, The Curse of Frank Black. I literally watch this every year. I, it is such a moody, minimalistic, where I, I don't want to say it's almost silent, but really Dean Winters, his, he gets a rant at two different points is the bulk of the dialogue in the whole episode. The rest of it is mood and Lance Henriksen's acting and facial expressions. It's such a great Halloween episode. Of course, you can't just jump into it because it's deeply rooted in the mythology, so kind of have to watch Millennium. This isn't one, if you've never seen the show, you'll be able to just jump into, though. Yeah, I gotta go back and I gotta, I, I really want to just marathon Millennium again. What do you think about the Halloween episodes of like a a sitcom or something do you think that's usually a good idea or when when you see them in syndication i mean obviously it makes sense when these air a week or two before for halloween in the middle of october fine when you watch them on dvd or marathon them on a streaming service christmas episodes halloween episodes do they feel weird and out of place when you're like um you know it's june when i'm watching this right Eh, i mean i i take into consideration that uh you know, they're, they're just running them. You know, that's what the time that they ended up running. So I, I think, it, you know, it's fine, uh, that they're, they're not putting them out now. I like it. You know, you stumble in it. You're like, Hey, you know, cause especially if you missed it when it was first on, it's like, Hey, I can check this out now. It's fun. And you get a little like reminiscent for Halloween. I don't think there's a problem with it. I, I think that, uh, that's fine. I like them. Well, uh, another couple I remember is. Do you remember the Married with Children Halloween one where Katie Seagal was deaf and she had the black, the dyed black hair and she looked fantastic in that look? Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. Um, wasn't, wasn't, um, wasn't Bud going trick or treating or something? I, I like vaguely remember it. That's one that actually, you're talking about syndication. That's one that didn't get syndicated very often. Cause it, it was a later season episode. That's why. Okay. The, 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 the later stuff usually didn't work. And I don't think the episode as a whole works because it's all predicated on the village people guest starring as themselves. I just think Katie Seagal looked hot as f- with the black hair and the robe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just always had a thing for Katie Seagal. She, I, I never I understood why Al would not sleep with her. I think it was the hair. The okay, heroine. the hair was irritating, but she had a great rack. And yes, uh, I'm a pig. Uh, yes, you are. Or I was always, I, I always was more when Joey Lauren Adams, she played like two characters. She was, um, Marcy Darcy's Niece. niece, I think, and then she's like somebody else. And then and, she was also on the spinoff, Top of the Heap. She was the she, underage girl. She was the underage girl, yes, yes. Which really, I think was funny, because I think she was, like, she just had the underage look, but she really wasn't, like, I mean, well, Joe, she still looks like she's, like, young, you know, in her teens, but she's, like, 35, you know, actually probably, like, 40 now. But yeah, no, she was, she was more my type. And see, sometimes... A Halloween episode of a show, this wasn't as much of a problem then as it is now. Networks, you know, like to air shows out of order. Did you ever watch Constantine when that was on NBC? No, but I just got the um the Blu-ray set for $27, because my wife and I, we were talking about, um we were going to go to a Halloween party, like I was going to be Constantine and she was going to be Zatanna. We like, due to me being sick and, and Riker being sick and we just, we ended up not going. So next year we're going to go. And so I was on eBay and saw that uh, somebody was selling a new, you know, uh, copy of the, of the Blu-ray for, for dirt. So I was like, Oh shit, yeah, I'll get that. So, cause I wanted to see it, but I didn't see it when it was on. I heard it was good, but it's I actually quite it. good, but uh-huh. I wonder if the Blu-ray is in the correct order because see, NBC decided, nah, this serialized story. Why would we need to air the episodes in order? The episode, The Rage of Caliban, is supposed to be the third episode. And they, on the night they aired, it would have aired on Halloween night. 
It's a Halloween episode. They aired it on Thanksgiving. So all of a sudden you watch this episode and you're like, why are they constantly talking about things we already know? And where are some characters that are now regulars on the show? Oh, this is the Halloween episode and they're airing it a month late. Way to go, NBC. Well, I'll have to look and see if they have them. Usually they run them they run them in you know, like in order on the discs in proper order i i hope they they do but uh, i will check to make sure so i'm not watching shit out of order cuz that that's annoying let's go back to kid stuff sort of you remember back when scooby doo came back as a direct to video series you know yeah. with zombie island now zombie island is it, it, it i really liked zombie island a lot but they that, were good but scooby doo and the witch's ghost is a halloween one mm-hmm. it's all about halloween i really liked i actually as much as I liked Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, I think Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost is way better. Yeah, I I saw the Zombie Island one and really enjoyed it. I didn't see the Witch's Ghost one, but I'll have to check it out. I was actually impressed with how a lot of rebrandings and like updates really sucked. I thought that was one of the ones that was done actually well. I remember when you watch Zombie Island nowadays, you just say to yourself, oh, this is so pre-9-11, when Scooby and Shaggy are TSA officers... Oh, at God, the airport, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, this is so pre 9/11." Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm surprised they'll the they could try to figure out a way to take that out of the episode. <laughs> it's like just stop rewriting history. Do you remember when uh, Jim and the Holograms had their their Halloween special? I do, I do. <laughs> of course you do. Of course, I remember Jim. Do you remember the TV movie, The Midnight Hour, from 1986, the one with Sherry Belafonte and Clarence Boddicker as the sheriff? No. You don't remember that one? Sherry Belafonte and her friends, including Peter DeLuise from 21 Jump Street, goof around on Halloween and do some kind of a ritual that brings up also Sherry Belafonte as like a, a witch that had been interred, her spirit had been interred in the cemetery, and the whole town's just turning into zombies, and Clarence Bodiger's the town sheriff. No, I remember, uh, and this is not a Halloween movie per se, but I remember they used to run it around Halloween, Love at First Bite. The vampire, uh, yeah. The vampire, the vampire, it was actually like a, a movie, but every, for whatever reason, I guess NBC or, or ABC or one of them had the rights, and I remember for a couple couple years they used to run at at halloween i remember there was a series of syndicated specials starting in 1990 that aired every halloween for three years called the horror hall of fame and it was a different one each year the first one was hosted but i think the second one might have been as well hosted by robert engeland and it was all we're inducting these people into the official horror hall of fame and it had all these famous horror guest stars as a presenters and it was this like award show thing they did the second one horror hall of fame then the third third one you kind of go huh ran out of money did ya it's all <laughs> clips from the first two and there's no name horror celebrities anymore in attendance or whatnot and you're like yeah ran out of money didn't ya nobody <laughs> wanted to nobody wanted to go to these things anymore i i i don't I don't recall, but uh, that sounds about right. No, this one's a little weird. This isn't a TV special. There was a Christian video series called The Pagan Invasion. I remember picking up the first one about the dangers of trick-or-treat. It's amazing to sit through this, man. First of all, it's dated as hell. But it's also everything is... They even posit in this thing, Cecil. I'm not joking. That horror movies made in Hollywood hire practicing Satanists as technical advisors to make sure they get the rituals right in the movies. That's how satanic horror movies are. Hollywood is continuing to capitalize on society's growing craving for the occult and demonic. The irony is that while these producers label such films as fun and make-believe, many of them hire practicing witches or Satanists as technical advisors who ensured the authentic reproductions and performances of rituals, sacrifices, spells, and curses. <laughs> wow. And it's called The Pagan Invasion. And I'm sure they're on YouTube. But oh, hell, yeah. I even may that's have uploaded like, it to YouTube. <laughs> I don't remember. That's, that's kind of like um, like Reefer Madness for, for Halloween. Yes. But, but, but here's the thing that you, the people like listening to this show would like. There's a, there's a scene where, you know, like I said, probably shot in 1989, where they're going through like a, uh, a, a trade show for, for direct to video and stuff. Oh my God, all the amazing posters and video art. And there's Tony Timpone in the background and, and Lloyd Kaufman and all this. And you're like, Oh my God, that footage is so cool though. 
Oh, wow, really? And it's, it's like, go and look for just this cool sort of 1989 video trade show footage. I love that kind of stuff, man. Well, it's like historical footage, you know? In a way. Yeah, you're not going to see it anywhere else. That's that's really awesome. When when you look at at Halloween specials, whether they be an episode of a TV show or you know a special special, why do you think these things are still being made today? And I mean this in a good way. Halloween, I don't know, in a strange way, especially when you're a sitcom, for some reason that really opens the floodgates. Because look at how many sitcoms just go crazy for their Halloween episode. Why do we as viewers keep getting drawn to the Halloween episode, maybe even more than the Christmas episode at this point of, of a given show? It, it's, I don't know, There's. it's just, I think, because they can have fun with them. You know, they can be spooky, they can, you know, do uh, a lot of stuff that uh, they wouldn't get away with uh on regular on you know regular episodes so they just kind of like the halloween episodes they're like separate entities like i think there was like a mork and mindy halloween episode even it's like they don't have to fit into the continuity of the show they don't have to fit in anything in particular they can just kind of go have fun be scary if they want to and then back to the regular show. So I, I think that it's just a, a way for them to to do something a little silly and have fun and, and be a little different for a change. Well, and it also allows you to kind of break continuity in a, in a way. Like Married with Children, you know, the Grim Reaper showing up. Although Al did get sent to hell in an earlier episode, remember, where Robert Englund was the devil? So, I mean, Al had gotten sent to hell, but outside of a couple of jokes... The show didn't really deal with the supernatural. 21 Jump Street has a supernatural episode just once. We don't need realistic. We don't need to stick with continuity anymore. Let's just have fun. What was, I'm totally blanking on the name. I, I wanted to bring this up, but I kept. The, the WNUF Halloween special. I, okay, I'm 50-50 on this. They got the authenticity down. It looks right. The fake commercials are fantastic. The newscasters are fantastic. It just really, they didn't know how to end this. All of a sudden, the last five minutes totally breaks everything else that they've been spending the last hour setting up. I was so mad at how they gimped the ending for this. Otherwise, this was near perfect, Cecil. I... I think it's phenomenal. I still think it's absolutely worth watching. I think it's it's just it's excellent because they they sell it. They sell it so well, but they totally blew it at the end. Like it's such a shame because it's so good. And then yeah, they just it's still it's totally I think it's totally worth watching because it's so good. Otherwise, it's just I, I I really think they just didn't know how to end it, and it just they they flubbed the ending big time. And I don't know if that because the ending doesn't even feel right. It doesn't even feel like the rest of it. It feels like like reshoots almost. I wonder if there was a different ending that didn't work even worse and they reshot this because all of a sudden it breaks with the live TV format and goes to like a found footage but there's no explanation for it. It's not even what the plot twist is. It's how they do it. Do, yeah. Doesn't it almost feel like like a last second reshoot or pickups? Yeah, because it even it even looks different. Because I mean, they took the it's different footage. video footage. Yeah, yeah, it's different because like they they ran it through like VHS players and whatnot to like to get that degraded look and everything. And then the end, it yeah, it it becomes like a found footage film, and it like it's different film stock, and it just what the hell were they do? Like I I really I've tried on numerous occasions to get a hold of them. So, and hey, I just same here. They won't respond to me either. They won't respond, and it sucks because I want I would love to to know like like what happened, like why, who decided to do the? Was it a last minute change? Was it like I I don't know because everything else is so good. Even if they would have ended it before getting to that or something, it just uh, it's. But absolutely, if you're if you if you can, uh, I think it's on like I, I think it's on like Amazon Prime right now, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But if you can watch it, it's only an hour. It's absolutely worth watching. Just know that like the ending, eh, it, it, they, it, it they trips and falls. It. Yeah, they cut, they blow it. 
It's it's such a shame. Personally, now, again, I'm older than you, so I grew up in the era that this is supposedly from. God, did they nail the local commercials so well. All the fake local oh, yeah. commercials. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I still, you know, I saw a lot of them in the 80s. You know, we had uh, Penco Tech commercials here and, and all the, um, all the like, local spots and everything. So, I mean, I, I do know a lot of that stuff. So, I mean, it, it and yeah, they, they did totally nail the feel of it. And, like, the, the banter of the... Uh, of of the the newscasters and everything it's so corny yeah they 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 nailed it across the board but yeah the commercial the commercials are perfect and see now i want to talk a little bit about my time in the news when i was growing up you would always see that actual kind of thing where on halloween the newscasters would be dressed up as witches or frankenstein's monsters or something there'd be a jack-o'-lantern on the set and whatnot and then as we went through the 90s, that they kind of stopped doing that. I don't know if you noticed. And I asked my news director once, why, you know, why don't you do something for Halloween? Have Stacy come out dressed as a witch or something? While I don't say she was wrong, what my news director told me, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with it. She's like, yes, that would be fun, but what if we have to report on, uh, you know, a house fire that killed three children? That would really diminish the impact of that if it's being read by someone in a Frankenstein costume or someone with a Happy Halloween pumpkin right behind them and they're talking about a, a tanker truck exploded killing 90 people. I kind of get it, but I'm, but I don't. Does that make sense? I still wish they would have fun on Halloween at the nightly news. The morning shows do, but the nightly newscast doesn't have fun on Halloween anymore. Well, the nightly news doesn't have fun at all anymore. Well, for some reason, the weather guy's always allowed to be goofy. During weather, yeah, weather it's okay to be a nut. Yeah, they, they can, they can be wacky. But uh, everybody else has to be serious. I mean, I, I I see what they're saying. Hey, I've watched Naked News, and I've seen, like, you know, naked women talking about hurricanes and um, Does it make it easier to I take? It, it makes me pay attention more. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you don't have as much blood in your brain? Ah, uh, well, you know. But so it's easier to focus. <laughs> so when it comes to Halloween on TV, we have seen it diminish. When, when I was a kid, when you were a kid even, there would be... The week before, not just October, but the week before Halloween, it doesn't matter whether it was a, you know, they, a, a station that just ran syndicated shows, they would dig up every Halloween or spooky episode of Charles in Charge or 21 Jump Street or Lou Grant or whatever, anything that, that would be there. They would break the normal syndication schedule. They'd have horror movies all month. They'd have specials. They would have weird inserts. They would have people going to Halloween parties to get packages for the news. Now, most stations just maybe on Halloween night, and that's it. It's weird how on TV, where Halloween thrives, kind of let Halloween go a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, I guess it's, you know, it's the evil holiday, so they try to gloss over it now. It's, they don't, they don't want it to be fun anymore. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It, it kind of stinks. I, I, I miss 80s Halloween. I mean, maybe you had to be there at the time, but I miss 80s Halloween. You know, I graduated in 93, so I remember I became an adult in the early 90s, and I was still loving Halloween. Now, it's still my favorite day of the year, but I don't know, it's lost a lot of its magic. Now, I have my anniversary with my girlfriend is on Halloween, so that put magic back into it, but for a different way. Yeah, I mean, now it's a little special for you in a different reason. And then it's cool, you know, you can, one of the few relationships you can have a, a an anniversary and watch horror movies and stuff. Trust me, if you knew my girlfriend, we'd do that anyway. Right, so there you go. So then, then it's nothing new. So Peter apparently did not show up. Whatever was holding him up held him up permanently. Where can we find the Cecil celebrating Halloween as this episode will drop about two days before Halloween? Awesome. Uh, you can find me celebrating Halloween over at uh, GoodBedFlix.com as well as GoodBedFlix on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, 121beyond.com. And if you haven't checked out the link for the 80s documentary, I'm doing... Um, in Search of Darkness. In Search of Darkness. I'm the one that got about, you that gig. You did, and I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, 80s horror, and we've got some, some great people that we're going to be interviewing viewing um we are now up to uh there's going to be a 90 minute cut and a three hour cut for you know the 90 minute for the more concise people and the three hours for the folks who want a really in-depth version but so the kickstarter is live for about another week so uh you should go check it out well, you can find me at 1201beyond.com you can contact this show at 1201beyond at gmail.com guys 
have a happy Halloween, maybe have sex with a vampire or someone dressed as a vampire or a witch, I guess, whatever your proclivities might be. Gina Davis in Transylvania 65000. Oh my God, she was so gorgeous in that. She was so, she was really, really hot in that movie. Try to be a cut above. Keep one foot in the gutter, one fist in the gold. Have a good night. Find it and other great content at 1201beyond.com.